Hi, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Latina Life with Jenna Malena. Today, we have another super Latina joining us, Miss Claudia Martinez. We've known each other for quite a while. I'm really happy to call her my friend. And um, let me tell you a little about her. So she's had over 15 years of experience in publicity for entertainment and sports. She was the VP of Communications for Fox Sports, overseeing big events like the NFL programming they have over there, which included Super Bowl 54, as well as men and women's FIFA World Cups. I mean, amazing stuff, especially for a woman, for a super Latina. And now she's head of PR over at Amazon Prime Video. Claudia, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, ladies. I'm so honored that you invited me to your podcast. I love listening to all the powerful women that you featured. So I'm just thrilled to be here with you today. We're super excited to have you. So thank you very much for taking some time out of your busy schedule. So like, let's just get right into this. And, you know, why don't you tell us um, about you and sort of like, you know, where you come from, how you grew up, your family? Yeah, so I'm the oldest of um, three. Um, it's three sisters. Um, I was born in Mexico, um, Durango, Mexico, and um, I came to the U.S. when I was seven. My parents decided to move here um, after you know they've been in Mexico for their entire life, and things just got tough. My dad was a veterinarian, um, and my mom had a degree in chemistry. You know, but um, she ended up going opening a deli shop, um, and so the peso kept devaluating. And so after a few times, they decided that it was challenging to continue that kind of lifestyle, um, and so they decided to come to the U.S. So we came to California, um, Los Angeles, and um, I grew up here in L.A. Um, so I've been, you know, here in the U.S. longer than I was in Mexico, and. Uh, my sisters and I grew up here in Los Angeles. Um, I went to UCLA. Um, so I decided to stay local for college. Um, and then, you know, obviously growing up in Los Angeles, you're very influenced by the entertainment industry. Um, so that's exactly, you know, it was very influential for me um, when I was deciding what I wanted to do in my career and, and the entertainment industry was always there top of mind, um, after college. That's awesome. So when you were in college, is that when you knew that you wanted to really dive deep into, you know, the entertainment business or what was like your break? Yeah, no, actually, when I was in college, I graduated um, with an econ major. So I thought I wanted to be a CFO of a company. That's, that's really what my goal was in college. And when I was younger, I always loved finance. Um, so I decided um, after college, I wanted to go away for a while before I started working. Um, because, you know, once you start working, everybody's like, you're in it all day for five days a week. Um, so I went to Europe for three months um, after I graduated college with the intention of coming back and finding a job at that point. And it was the summer um, of 2001. And then in September, a few days after I got back from Europe, um, September 11 hit. And so that was like the most challenging time for a recent grad, obviously, to start um, a career because of the economy. We were all impacted um, with September 11th, obviously. And so the jobs were not 
you know, it was challenging to get a job. So for me, already at right out of college, that was like the first challenge that I faced um, getting a job. Um, so I was fortunate enough to be able to actually use my um, contacts at UCLA, and I was able to get a job at UCLA um, after um, a few months, um, and it was in the finance department for the Bruin Card Office. So um, I was working there um, for a few months, um, and then you know through my connections there, I was like, maybe it's time to try to get into entertainment. And um, I started looking at opportunities in the finance departments at different studios. Mm-hmm. Um, but that also posed challenges as well, because I didn't have that entertainment background. And so a lot of the interviews that I actually went to, that's one of the things that they asked for, you know, entertainment experience. And I was like, well, I can't ha- get entertainment experience if you don't give me the, um, you know, if you don't give me the job. So it was challenging to get into entertainment for sure. I probably interviewed, God, I would say like upwards of like 10 interviews. Um, and it was entry level, right? Mind you. So it wasn't like I was looking for a top level position. It was like entry level. And even at the entry level point, it was very challenging to get in. So it took some time um, to land a job in entertainment and in finance. And um, I ended up, um, you know, talking to this recruiter at New Line Cinema, and he actually um, was really great. Um, he was like, I understand you don't have the background, but I think you do have the skill set. Um, so he was able to give me the opportunity to actually interview um, for the job. And I ended up getting the position and working in the home entertainment division for um, in finance for the EVP of finance. So that was my big break in entertainment. But, yeah. you know, it took a while. Yeah, because, mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard. I think a lot of people think, you know, that um, we had somebody to help us. I know I didn't. Jen, I know you didn't, you know, um, we didn't come from a family that, you know, had these doors that can open for us. So the, the hustle to get in is, is very, is very real. And then from there, I mean, your career exploded. Yeah. I, I think once, you know, I had my foot in the door and like you said, yeah, you know, I think that's probably the biggest thing that I think about always when I'm looking at resumes for young, for people trying to break into the industry, especially in PR, is trying to make sure that we're bringing in those people for interviews. I'm looking for the best candidate, but I want to make sure that everybody gets an opportunity to interview because it was very challenging to get in um, without having that support system already there from, you know, existing relationships. Um, so yeah, for me, once I was in entertainment, you know, I did finance for a few years and then decided that it wasn't really what I thought it was going to be. I had interned during college at, um, Merrill Lynch and a few other firms. Um, and, you know, I thought maybe I, it was something that was going to get better if it was in entertainment versus like straight financial services. Um, And that was not the case. Like, even though it was entertainment, it was still very cut and dry. And for me, it was like, can I see myself doing this for, you know, 15, 20 years? I don't know. So I started exploring just other departments within New Line. um, And my boss was really great because he allowed me 
um, to volunteer in the PR department at New Line. So when they had a premiere or they had like special events, he was like, you can leave early so that you can go help them out um, and see if that's something that is really interesting to you. Um, and so that's how I really got my in, my interest um, in PR evolved from that, um, from participating and volunteering. But it was because I was volunteering. It wasn't like a job that was handed to me. I, I put my time in. I volunteered. I networked. Um, and then through the networking, I was able to then get a, an assistant job for Paramount Vantage working for Katie Martin Kelly. Um, and, you know, I, I think of her all the time because she really did give me an opportunity to be in PR, in entertainment without having that experience of, you know, an, an assistant. Um, I was going to have to learn from the ground up and she was an amazing teacher and mentor. And I feel like my foundation um, was so strong because of her, because she really took the time to teach me everything she knew. And from that point on, I was able to really take that foundation and just continue to grow everywhere I went. So, you know, I was at New Line. Um, eight months in, I got promoted to coordinator, which, you know, it's difficult to do that in PR. Usually you're in PR as an assistant for years. So that was an accomplishment of its own. Um, got the coordinator job. Then I went to be um, a junior publicist at Roadside Attractions. Um, so continued in the film industry, which was really exciting. Um, and then after a few years, I decided that I wanted to move to New York. It was where, you know, the producers, top producers, um, editors, um, bookers were the top shows. So I wanted to be there um, and get to meet those people and be, you know, able to build those relationships because in PR, if I'm going to be doing this for my career, I want to make sure that if I'm calling any show booker or any big um, editor, they're going to pick up that phone, right? And without having that relationship, it's hard to do. So I moved to New York. Um, I got an offer from Sunshine Sachs and moved to New York. Um, they were opening their sports division at that time. And so I love sports. I grew up in a family of three sisters where my dad every Sunday was like NFL Sunday. Um, so we love sports. And so that opportunity was perfect because it was merging my passion for entertainment but, and, and sports all together. So um, I worked for Sunshine Sacks in the sports division. I was the first employee um, within the sports team. And I, my first client was um, the New York Jets. So it was a great wow. to go right to, Amazing. you know, NFL. Uh, so that. Dad must have been proud. Dad must have been happy. Your <laughs> dad must have been so excited. So happy. Um, he got to go to a few games, um, you know, go on the field. It's like, you know, you're, um, that was an experience that everybody loves to do. Um, so he was thrilled. And it was the year where, you know, um, Mark Sanchez had joined the team. And so there was a lot of hype around the Jets. It was an incredible time to be there for sure. And obviously, you know, um, Mark, Hispanic from, you know, Los yeah. Angeles. So mm -hmm. uh, it meant a lot for the yeah. family as well. Um, so I did, I was working for Sunshine for four years. And then after Sunshine, I went to Fox Sports. 
um, and then fo followed by, you know, where I am now at Prime Video. Um, amazing. Now, this is so amazing. And I just was wondering, I mean, because you've done so much, you've been so fearless in regards to knowing what you want, what your goal is. I'm just curious if like, you know, there's a certain bit of advice that you fall back on all the time, like your parents gave you, especially growing up as a Latina, especially as a Latina who moved here, you know, from Mexico, you know, wasn't born here, because sometimes there's different challenges for Latinas who aren't from the U.S. So if you could tell me a little, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I think, you know, just from a very young age, my parents always, um, instilled in us the, the idea and, and the mental state of you can do whatever you want. And I really do think that because of that, I've been able to accomplish what I've been able to accomplish in my career. Because for me, I never think about limitations. I never, you know, I always think about reaching my full potential and anything that I do. And I, I do think that comes from the fact that they never made us feel like we couldn't do anything that we set our minds to. And education was the foundation of everything as well. You know, my parents both went to college and um, growing up, that was the one thing they always instilled in us as well, right? It was, um, you know, if you're educated and you do, you work hard, you can accomplish whatever you want to accomplish. And I think that's been something that's been stuck with me um, since a very young age. Um, and I look at everything, even challenges, right? Like even challenges early on getting a job, you know, getting into the entertainment industry. It's sort of like once you're in, it's like make the most of those experiences and those opportunities because you have a seat at the table at that point. And so for me, it's been that too, right? Like not maybe it's not the sexiest job sometimes, maybe it's not the opportunity that you were thinking about immediately off out of the gate, but make it what you want. And then you're going to get, you know, to take it to that next level. So uh, I do think that you have the potential to be the master of your destiny. It, and, and I always look at things that way. You said an interesting thing about having a seat at the table. I'm just curious throughout your journey, because these are big heavy hitters, you know, that you've been with Sunshine Sacks, um, Fox Sports, you obviously right here at um, Prime Video. Do you find or have you found before that maybe you were the only Latina who had a seat at the table? Like, has that changed since then? And in the beginning, was there that much more pressure or did you not? Did you feel completely included? Because some people feel don't feel as included, you know, so it's just curious. No, I think I've seen a shift, right? I think when I was, when I started, there was not a ton of people. I think, you know, even a, a couple of years ago, I feel like I've been the only Latina, the only female uh, in the room. Yeah. Um, and so I feel a responsibility um, to come to the table and, and not only as a female, but as a Latina, you know, I always want to be 10 times more prepared than anybody else there because I want to be representative of the Latinas and the females, uh, right? And, and the Hispanic community. So it's like, yeah, I have a, a seat at the table because I know what I'm talking about. I, you know, I'm an expert in that space. But mm -hmm. at that point, I also think about how can I make sure that we're also opening the doors to others because I do want to see more people, at, you know, have a seat at the table. Um, joining me 
in these conversations. And so that's always been something that I'm thinking about. And, and when I look at resumes for whether it's interns or, you know, entry-level positions or even, you know, high-level positions, it's like, can we make sure that we are giving the opportunity to these other individuals and that we're looking at diversity as an empowerment, um, not only for my team, but for the company as a whole. Mm-hmm. That, so that must be very important to you. Sorry, Jen, no, didn't mean to mm-hmm. cut you off. But now that you're at Amazon and you know you are making all of these big decisions, what would you like to see happen um, with the company and your department specifically? Like how, is there something you'd like to change? Is there something you want to add? Is there something you hope to see during your time there? Yeah, absolutely. Look, there's a lot, right? I'm very ambitious as well. Um, If you haven't, Jen knows this. Um, So I have a lot of goals um, that I've set for the team, for the department. And I think just for the company as a a whole is what I would love to see, you know, from a diversity um, um, standpoint is, yeah, more people um, joining us um, at all levels, right? It's not just like top level. It's not middle level. It's like, you know, every single level should have a strong representation from the Latino community, um, whether it's behind the scenes and in front of the cameras. And um, that's one thing that the company is working really hard to do to make sure that the content that's being created um, is being representative of, you know, races, color, communities um, across the board. So I am really happy um, to be part of a company that is making that an initiative, um, both behind, uh, in front and behind the camera. And, you know, being that it's global, I, you know, that was another thing that was very appealing to me that it's not just here in the States, it's in, in Latin America, you're looking at Europe, you're looking at Asia, you know, um, Africa. So, you know, making sure that everybody has a seat at the table, because for me, you know, and I'm sure you guys feel the same way. It's like the more diverse a community is, the richer it is with ideas and with um, executions. Um, so I think it's just like, um, and, and we're stronger together as a community. So the stronger our our team is um, in diversity, the better we are going to be. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's great. No, that's, that's so great. And um just to put in a little plug for Amazon, I watched over the holiday break, um, Modern Love, and it was it Love was it. so great. Amazing. So season two needs to come out now. <laughs> we love that show. Yeah, it's so good. Uh, I love, you know, love stories and just the interconnections between people in Modern Love is so exciting to watch. Mm-hmm. And I love it, seeing it was, that it was, it was in Oregon. Like it was in Oregon, it was in LA. It was just, you know, cause sometimes, you know, I'm here in LA born and raised. So you're thinking this is like the epicenter of like the Latinos and everything's like, oh my God, there's a family like mine in Oregon. It's just, it just really opens up like everybody's perspective on things, you know, right. that we're everywhere and we have these similar stories. Um, I did want to ask you, cause sports has come up, sports is in your blood. Right. And you talked about like how you always make sure that you're prepared before, you know, anything before you go into meeting. And it takes me back to, I ran track and field in high school. And I remember our coach telling us, you know, for as much as you're training right now, when you get off the field and get off the track, 
there's someone else that is still training longer than you. So it was always like on the back of my mind. And maybe that's like sort of the inner thing. There's somebody else that's trained to be just as good, if not better. So we have to like push ourselves for that. How important do you think is sports and having a sports mentality and camaraderie for the Latina community, especially the Latina community? I mean, I think first, um, you know, sports, I think is something so unique because it really does unite everyone, right? I think that's one of the things that like you'll find so much unity. And that was one of the, my favorite things about working the 2018 World Cup. Um, it was my first World Cup um, that A, I was working um, and, and managing the PR campaign for Fox Sports, but also that I was on the ground floor. Um, so I had never been to a World Cup prior to 2018. And just to see the world come together at a time where I felt like we were so broken, right? And um, so, and all the cultures, all these countries coming together and embracing each other in a way that I've never seen before was magical to me. Um, so I do think sports has the, the power to really do that, but I think driving that, Jen, um, the point that you made about, you know, you have to be prepared. You have to always have that mentality of like, you know, there's always going to be somebody behind you, right? So it's like whether, no matter what sport you play, and even if you didn't play a sport, you know, it's having that mentality of like, you have to be tough. Um, you have to be thick skin. I do, I do feel that right in any career, because you're, you're not always going to get praise, there's going to be criticism, and you can't get let that get to you. Um, so it's sort of like, you have to have that athlete mentality of like, you're going to do your best. You're going to overachieve at times. And there's going to be times where you're not going to succeed. So it's like, how do you pick yourself up and try again? Mm -hmm. um, but I do think having that mentality of like an athlete does help in, in your career and just in life in general. Um, for me, it's always been very powerful. It's um, you, you train for a very specific goal. You execute and you know sometimes it works out sometimes it doesn't what do you learn when it doesn't work out the way you want it to and how do you get back out there mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. absolutely no I love that and I think that's also what I don't know if it's lacking but it, it's like the Latina community has got to come out and like support each other we have to have like that team mentality that team spirit because sometimes it's it's not you know there and so whenever I see like other Latinas in the industry I'm always feeling like like with Milena and with you and that's what this whole purpose is of this podcast is to support each other elevate showcase and um I I feel like that's something that needs to be worked on a little bit more I don't know how you feel Milena I know I, I completely agree. I mean, I think, um, unfortunately, like some people just feel that by giving someone the opportunity that might hinder like their opportunity. Right. And so I think that we need to change that mentality. And it's like, no, the more we help each other, you know, the, the, the better it'll be for not only yourself, but for everyone, because I think we do need to open these doors and stuff, especially more for, um, the Latinas out there who, who really want to break into the business. And so advice, Claudia, do you have, like, what is your like top advice in like today's day and age that we're living in this, you know, pandemic world of 2022 now? Um, because 
people work differently. We don't, we don't have these like meet and greets anymore. We don't have these opportunities to have a face to face, Mm -hmm. which was, I feel so important for the three of us when we were like first starting out. Right. Because you have to go to these things and mixers and that's how you meet people. And Mm -hmm. so what advice do you have to like young or just Latinas in general who are really trying to either break into the business or who are sort of stuck? you know, and sort of want to take that leap of faith of maybe finding a new job in, in today's world? Yeah, you know, one thing that worked really well for me, and I still do it, right? It's like building a community even within LinkedIn. Um, and sometimes people will, will reply and sometimes they won't, right? But I, that never stopped me because it was like, I would see people that, um, a Latinas um, or women that I was like, their career inspired me. And I would be like, let me reach out and ask them if they would be open to like a five minute conversation. And I think, you know, that's a powerful tool to continue using, especially right now where we are limited in the way that you are meeting people and you're interacting. Um, But, you know, in speaking with these women, I got a lot of information and it wasn't like they were opening the door to a company that they were at or that, you know, they were referring me to anybody in another industry or another area. It was sort of like, how did you make it work for yourself? Right? Like what, what, how did you get there? Um, What steps maybe should I be taking or thinking about as I'm evaluating, you know, my next, the next chapter of my career or like, you know, what I'm currently doing. And I think that's something that I, I, I highly recommend for young women that are um, starting out or they're looking to transition. I also think using your um, your um, college or high school community is very impactful because all those people are looking to always help each other. Um, you know, and I I think Jen, to your point of like I, I don't think the Hispanic community does a good job in helping each other. I do think a lot of times when people have made it, it's sort of like, well, I did what I had to do. And it's sort of like, I don't care about anybody else. Right. Um, So that's something that I do believe we really have to continue working and and sort of getting that next generation of Latinas to think about it differently, because I feel like we're missing out on being able to help each other out because of that. And I think, you know, it's like, um, how do we bridge that gap? I think with some of the older generations, it's harder, but like making sure that we're working with the younger generation to change that mentality. Um, But I do think that I, I do think, you know, even your connections, like your internal connections, it's, it's really powerful to be able to, you know, whether it's calling you Jen or Milena or, or me, you know, reach out to me. Um, I'm always happy to make introductions and it's just like, because I know how hard it is to break into entertainment. And I know how hard it is to continue to move from one company to another sometimes, um, you know, because there are so many applicants. And a lot of times it, it's not only, you know, it's hard work, but sometimes it also it's luck. You know, I, I think you have to think about that, too. It's like you sometimes you have to be at the right place at the right time mm-hmm. and um, and be able to like have the, the foundation, the network that you need to be able to get you there. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Such great yes. points. Yeah. All of them, such great points. Um, 
I love the LinkedIn advice because we've talked about that. We're like, does it really work? But actually we had, we actually had some good conversations with people, Melena, like from LinkedIn. Yeah, no, it's, it's actually, it's true because I mean, I sometimes have a hard time connecting with someone at a certain network. And I'm like, Jen, do you have somebody that you might know that might like, I mean, I think I asked you this the last week. I was like, anybody that you know, that might direct me to the right person, you know, because yeah, it's, it's like here, difficult. use my name, tell them I yeah. connect you, you know? Yeah. A, and I think also important too, is if you're in the room and someone's looking for someone, or, you know, there's an opportunity for someone like bring up somebody's name you know, bring up someone's name. So speak when that person's not there and show them that support there. Yeah. Important. And hopefully this works, you know, this is why we're doing this. And also be vocal, right. About those opportunities that you're looking for. Cause I think that's another thing sometimes like, Mm -hmm. you know, don't speak up in the sense of like, I Mm want to look, I want this new job. Um, but I'm not going to tell everybody in my network. It's like, no, you should tell everybody in your network that you're looking for that next opportunity because maybe I hear something that makes sense. So I think it's like, be vocal about it. Be, um, be make socialize it to your network because that only can help you. Oh my God. Absolutely. When we started the podcast, we were, we were a little hesitant. Yeah. We're like, there's going to be so many haters out there. There's going to be so many critics. People are going to say you should do it this no way. One, no one's going to listen. No one's going to like want to hear this. Like it was a lot. I think it was our own internal mind. Right, Jen? We were both mm-hmm. like this, that, and then we'll look at now. So now it's like, it's been really great. So and a friend just said, rip the so bandaid off, just do it. And I'm like, all right, push the button. And then we went, <laughs> let me tell you, the reception yeah. has been amazing. And it's been great. I mean, I heart radio this up, you know, they, they believe in us and it's great to, you know, feel that too. Cause we believed in us too. And, you know, just like you so proud and we believe in you. So. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, look, there's always going to be critics out there. That's the other thing. Right. So it's like, don't let that stop you. Like you have to, and that's why I say it, like you have to have thick skin in any industry. Mm-hmm. And as you continue to climb the ladder, the corporate ladder, because people will, will criticize you. Um, yeah. But if you know what you stand for, if you know um, that you know your job and you have a seat at the table, like own it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And make the most out of it. That's and for make, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. If there's yeah. not an opportunity there, create it for, you know, tr- create it for yourself. Like look for ways to create it for yourself. Wonderful. My, I love this conversation. Thank you so yes. much, Claudia. Thank you, Claudia, so much. It's been such a pleasure. I mean, I can't wait to see what other projects you're working on. Mm-hmm. And I'm so looking forward to the new show season. <laughs> whatever else, um, <laughs> whatever else prime is dishing out, you know? Um, so thank you. Thank you for your time. Yeah. Thank you for having me. It was such a wonderful conversation and best of luck with the podcast. I, I look forward to listening to it all the time. So, um, definitely get more Latinas on there. Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> thank you everyone for listening in until next time. Besos. Besos. Bye. Bye. Bye.